0: good morning friends this is going to be a little bit of a whirlwind morning prayer this morning Um, i do still have my house guests with me and i would like to be able to spend a little time with them before church and then their departure so forgive me if if i kind of um i wouldn't say rush but go rapidly through things this morning it is sunday the 8th of november if you can believe it And it is the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 93 and 96, Ecclesiasticus or Sirach 51, 13 through 22, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 12, and the Gospel of Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. As a reminder, the daily office readings from Sunday are different than but complementary to the Eucharistic readings um, that you will be hearing in church this morning. And they're also on a little bit of a different, um, in different books, at least two of them than our daily readings through the week. So it's a really, it's really kind of a bridge between the weekly readings and the Holy Eucharist that we celebrate together on Sunday. This is proper 27. Of course, if you're looking for it in your book of common prayer, God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep us in eternal life. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Be joyful in God, all you lands. Serve God with gladness and come before God's presence with a song. Know this. God is our only true and holy sovereign. They themselves has made us and we are theirs. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving. Go into God's courts with praise. Give thanks to God and call upon their name. For God is good good. God's mercy is everlasting, and their faithfulness endures from age to age. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Psalm 93 God is sovereign. God is robed in majesty. God is robed. God is girded with strength. They has established the world. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old you are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O God. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. More majestic than the thunders of mighty waters. More majestic than the waves of the sea. Majestic on high is God. Your decrees are very sure. Holiness befits your house, O God, forevermore. Psalm 96. Psalm 96. O oh, sing to God a new song, sing to God all the earth, sing to God bless their name, tell of their salvation from day to day, declare their glory among the nations, their marvelous works among all the peoples, for great is God and greatly to be praised, they is to be revered above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are idols, but God made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before them, strength and, bra- strength and beauty are in their sanctuary. Ascribe to God, O families of the peoples, ascribe to God glory and strength. Ascribe to God the glory due their name. Bring an offering and come into their courts. Worship God in holy splendor; tremble before God all the earth. Say among the nations, "God is sovereign. The world is firmly established; it shall never be moved. God will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice." Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult in everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before God. For God is coming. God is coming to judge the earth. God will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with their truth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus, or The Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sirach, chapter 51, verses 13 through 22. While I was still young, before I went on my travels, I sought wisdom openly in my prayer. Before the temple I asked for her, and I will search for her until the end. From the first blossom to the ripening grape, my heart delighted in her. My foot walked on the straight path. From my youth, I followed her steps. I inclined my ear a little and received her, and found, and I found for myself much instruction. I made progress in her. To the one who gives wisdom, I will give glory. For I resolved to live according to wisdom, and I was zealous for the good, and I shall never be disappointed. My soul grappled with wisdom. And in my conduct I was strict. I spread out my hands to the heavens and lamented my ignorance of her. I directed my soul to her, and in purity I found her. With her I gained understanding from the first. Therefore, I will never be forsaken. My heart was stirred to seek her. Therefore, I have gained a prized possession. God gave me my tongue as a reward, and I will praise them with it. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle E, a song of Jerusalem, our mother. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice, rejoice with her, all you who mourn over her. That you may drink deeply with delight from her comforting breast. For thus, says our God, I will extend peace to her like a river, the wealth of nations like an overflowing stream. You shall nurse and be carried on her arm, and you shall nestle in her lap. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. You shall flourish like the grass of the fields. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1-12. through Pursue love and strive for the spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophecy. For those who speak in a tongue do not speak to other people but to God, for nobody understands them, since they are speaking mysteries in the Spirit. On the other hand, those who prophesy speak to other people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Those who speak in a tongue build up themselves, but those who prophesy build up the church. Now, I would like all of you to speak in tongues, but even more, to prophesy. One who prophesies is greater than one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be built up. Now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I speak to you in some revelation of knowledge or prophecy or teaching? It is the same way with lifeless instruments that produce sound, such as the flute or the harp. If they do not give distinct notes, how will anyone know what is being played? And if the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? So with yourselves. If in a tongue you you utter speech that is not intelligible, how will anyone know what is being said? For you will be speaking into the air. There are doubtless many different kinds of sounds in the world, and nothing is without sound. If I do not know the meaning of a sound, then I will be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker a foreigner to me. So with yourselves. Since you are eager for spiritual gifts, strive to excel in them for building up the church. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle K, a song of our adoption. Blessed are you, the God and creator of our Savior Jesus Christ. For you have blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Before the world was made, you chose us to be yours in Christ, that we should be holy and blameless before you you destined us for adoption as your children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of your will, to the praise of your glorious grace, that you have freely given us in the Beloved. In you we have redemption through the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of your grace which you have lavished upon us. You have made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of your will, according to your good pleasure which you set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to gather together all things in Christ, things in heaven, and things on earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for their vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, they sent them into their vineyard. When they went out about nine o'clock, they saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And so they said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When the landowner went out again about noon and about three o'clock, they did the same. And about five o'clock, They went out and found others standing around. And the landowner said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to them, Because no one has hired us. The landowner said to them, You also go out into the vineyard, go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to their manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day in the scorching heat. But the landowner replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. A few thoughts on the readings. So if we lay aside the... The humble arrogance, really, <laughs> the humble brag of um, Jesus, son of Sirach, here in Ecclesiasticus. The message is, I think, seeking wisdom first. And, you know, my adventurous soul kind of bucks at his description of severity and constraint. And I'm I'm not sure that's really the, the message, at least for me today. But the message is to seek wisdom first. Um, And I know that sounds a little odd. I'm thinking in my mind about seeking wisdom first before adventuring. You know, we make sure the water is deep enough before we do jump off the cliff. Um, But, you know, cliff jumping is still an adventurous thing. It's kind of the way I'm thinking about that right now. But, But I think... I think the key really to good discernment is to giving ourselves enough space between the emotion and the action to really decide with our whole selves, discern with our whole selves, instead of doing just one or the other, either all emotion or all rationality. We've got to be this combination and it's not binary. It's not these two things, emotional rationality. There's spirituality, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We have to have space and stillness to hear the Holy Spirit. There's experience. All of this comes together in discernment and I think wisdom is crucial for discernment and wisdom is not any one of these things. It's not head or heart or... Or soul or or body and we can't forget about our body because our our body has knowledge and wisdom deep down in it that often we forget about and I think that when something is going on with our body we need to stop again give ourselves space and listen. The hearing of messages is is also part of our reading from 1st Corinthians and i think the point here is not that one spiritual gift is better than another let's let's put that aside i think the message here is about sharing the message so it's a message about messaging and i guess i think of this kind of as step 2 you know we talked about step 1 with sirach or ecclesiasticus which is hearing the message ourselves receiving the message from from the various sources through which god does speak to us and then this is step two is is sharing that message now sometimes the message is only for us in that moment and is not to be shared often that that message is then to be shared later you know we talk about this all the time as testimony and experience but when we share the message i think it's important to share it in a way that can be received. And we've talked about this before. Um, our reading from Corinthians today focuses on the speaking of the message. And so we can focus there too, but there are other things that are so important like the timing, um, the circumstance, all the con- contextual stuff. And then this is about sharing the message itself. And I think it's more than just language in the way we think of English, French, Spanish, et cetera. Arabic whatever it is the very words that we use and I think that's become really important lately our dialect our way of speaking here in America the slang that we use the accents that we use the way that we use to describe things we have further separated ourselves from each other as groups by using different expressions. And I think that it's time to, when we speak to others, not to try to mimic their speech, but to try to hear them and and try to speak in a way that we can both understand. And a lot of that, yes, my friends, a lot of that means removing those words and phrases from our speech that might be offensive. Um, as I told a, a fellow congregant of mine once, when you make gender-oriented jokes as part of your speaking, I don't hear anything you say after that. This way of speaking that you have that is gender exclusionary really is the way it feels to me, inhibits me from hearing your message. Could you please do me the favor, friend, of ceasing to make gendered comments so that I can hear the rest of what you have to say? And, and that person did that for me, which I really appreciated. And I think that we should do that for others. I think that it's a small price to pay in order to open the channels of communication. Lastly, today we have our gospel reading. Um, and it's it, it, the workers begrudging the last to come here. And of course, what this is talking about is God's dominion, right? Those who come through Christ to God's dominion, even the latecomers will get the same blessing that we all get. How do we stop begrudging each other God's blessing? And I think it comes back to fear and perceived scarcity. We trust in God that we're going to have enough. And I think then it's a little easier not that it's facile by any stretch of the imagination, to stop being greedy. I think greed comes from fear and perceived scarcity. And if we trust in God that we're going to have enough today and tomorrow, then when we work and earn our wages, we don't begrudge the wages of the person next to us. So I think there's a twofold thing here, right? It's thankfulness for the blessing that we have, and it's trust that tomorrow's blessing will also be enough. And that's a really hard thing to do. Right now it seems like there's not enough to go around. But I really believe that there is. And part of realizing that there is, is realizing what resources are really essential to the survival of our eternal being. I know this sounds really hard, but even if I were to starve to death next month, my eternal soul would be safe. Food and money are not actually essential for my eternal soul. What is essential for my eternal soul? Relationship with God, God's love, God's nourishment, continued. searching for a word here forgive me continued purpose and intentionality and making decisions that draw me nearer to god these are all things that build up my soul so i think we need to reprioritize a little bit and i know it sounds crazy how can we reprioritize putting the the accepted hierarchy of needs kind of on its head right how can we say that food shelter and water are less important than those spiritual sources of sustenance and i think it's when we realize that we need to look outside of the life that we're living now into the eternal the life we are living now is important yes but it is not the number one priority. Our eternal existence. Let's look outside our narrow human mindset, right? Because there is that in us that is who we are, that is eternal and divine. What what do we need for eternity? What does the divine in us need? And I guess I've been giving homework assignments lately. I'm sorry about that, but I think that's my homework assignment for us today. What are the sources of sustenance for the eternal, for the divine in us? And I think when we feed, so to speak, when we nourish, nourish is a better word, when we nourish, when we give sustenance and sustaining life to the divine and eternal in us, then the rest of it becomes easier. Living from love becomes easier, being happy with what we have, experiencing joy. All of these become easier, and then the rest of it is more joyful, if that makes sense. I hope I'm not explaining that in a way that makes it overly complicated to understand. But I I prayerfully request that we spend some time thinking about where we get soul food from, (laughs) if you'll forgive the pun. What really feeds the divine and eternal in us? Thank you for letting me wax on about this, my friends. Let's affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, Who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love we believe in god the holy spirit she strengthens us with power from on high we believe in one god source of all being love incarnate spirit of truth let us use as we have been i'm so thankful for the iona community let's use as we have been from the iona abbey worship book the prayers beginning on page 12 Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the dominion For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire, so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. a collect for Sundays. O oh God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your begotten, our Savior. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The Collect for Today, Proper 27. O God, whose blessed incarnate came into the world, that they may destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life. Grant that having this hope, we may purify ourselves as Christ is pure, that when Christ comes again with power and great glory, we may be made like them in their eternal and glorious dominion, where they lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us use, as we have been, the prayer for Saint Fran- attributed to St. Francis as our prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Let us lift up and circle in the light. Those whom the Holy Spirit has placed upon our hearts and in our minds for prayer. Dear God, I pray that we may discover the source of North the source of nourishment for our souls and that we may place the feeding of our eternal selves before the seeking of other needs and that wants may be rightly placed at the end of the line may we so order our lives that we fall easily into the rhythm of our souls and that having so ordered having so correctly and joyfully prioritized all else comes with joy and relative ease in the holy name of jesus christ all this we pray amen let us say together the prayer of saint christian almighty god you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit